episode 38 we made it it's not too late come on and sit down with a friend because it's the stranger and friend that last rhyme was lazy hey everybody it's me your beautiful wonderful handsome podcast host paul masbad thank you so much for being here I say that every week, and I know if you were here physically, I would be upset. Although I would also be happy because you'd be listening to the sound of my voice, which is the perfect voice. You'd be looking at my face, which is the perfect face, and you'd see the shape of my body and be like, man, he belongs in GQ magazine. Wow. Because I'm the perfect human specimen, and if you were here physically, you would know that. But if you're not, then that's okay. That's okay, too. You still get to experience one of the three, and that's not bad. So here you go. The beautiful sound of my voice. This is Dear Stranger and Friends, the podcast where I try to be better to the people in my life, and I document it. And in the past uh, seven weeks, eight weeks, I've been trying to be better to people I met on the road. And one of those people this week is uh, my friend Rusty. If you listened to last week's episode, that's Sarah's partner, and they are the cutest, the cutest couple award goes to them. They win the 2018 Cutest New Mexico Couple. From me. I just made up that award and now it's real because I have all the clout and all of the power in the world. But anyway, this episode is very special to me. Uh, I really like it because I got to be a little more open, a little more honest about my past, which you'll hear all about. I'm not going to tell you. Because if I told you now, why would you listen to the rest of the hour? Maybe, oh, right, because I have the perfect voice. But Rusty and I are talking in the tattoo shop where Sarah works and it's cool because Max is getting a tattoo. And he's getting bizzed and buzzed on. And if you close your eyes and listen to it very closely, it's almost like you're there. And it's great. Although, if you're driving and listening to this, please don't close your eyes. We don't need an accident on our hands. But anyway, I'm done rambling. Done being weird. Let's get into that episode. Don't worry. Hold on, let me actually grab my bottle. So... The way I usually I usually start these is like ask how do we know each other, but I'm not gonna do that because we kind of literally just met. But I will say, and then probably people listening will know already through the intro that we're in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I guess this question is like, what brought you here? And then I will say what brought me here, which people probably already know, but like here specifically where we're sitting, <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot. Of, I I got a lot to say about that one. Yeah, go for <laughs> it, dude. We're we're on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So Santa Fe. Yeah. What brought me here was actually um, what brought me to New Mexico was Taos, mm-hmm. and uh, my grandmother lives right outside of Taos, about seven miles north of Taos. There's a little village called Arroyo Hondo. Uh huh. And uh, it's an absolutely beautiful place, and um, my father's mother lives there, so I I grew up vacationing there and just remembering all the sites, all the different, just the change of scenery, like the uh-huh. East Coast. I'm from Connecticut, for the record. Uh, yeah. Grew up, born and raised, and spent most of my time there. So, in New England, you could barely see past the tree line. It's, it's like, um, you know, it's hard to get outside of your head, I noticed. I've been through a lot of traumatic things and different stuff, and I realized mm-hmm. with, like, post-traumatic stress and things, it's really hard to get outside of your own brain and especially when you have enclosed surroundings. And, yeah, uh, and the East Coast is kind of like that. Like, everything's kind of packed in, like, really tight. Yeah, right? totally. Like, whether it be 
in the city or suburbs, houses are closer to each mm-hmm. other. There's a tree line everywhere. You can't see for miles and miles. And uh, yeah. I just remember coming to New Mexico as a child and, like, all my first memories were just these vast open spaces and, like, seeing, you know, snow-capped mountains and then a desert mesa next to it, which yeah. is a, one of the most amazing contrasts I've ever experienced yeah. in the landscape. And um, I actually just fell in love with the place. I always looked forward to co- coming out every summer. And um, eventually, I, uh, I about sixth grade, I wrote a paper. I got, like, a creative writing award Yeah. in my middle school for... Um, writing a paper on how I loved New Mexico. I explained the scenery and, uh, mm-hmm. like, summed the sum the paper up with how I wanted to move out here and retire here when I was older. Oh, sick. And uh, I hadn't visited... That, that was when I was about 12 years old. And mm-hmm. then that was also one of the last times I had visited here for about 10 years. Oh, okay. How and, old are you now, and, if you don't mind uh, me I'm, t- I'm 28. Sweet, me too. 28, cool. masturbate. 28 club. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, uh, I didn't come out for a while and then I, I, you know, I was missing the place, missing my grandmother. She's, she's an awesome lady, mm-hmm. great artist. And, um, I came to a point in my life, I had been through many ups and downs Yeah. and, uh, I was battling addiction. I had just suffered a bad ankle injury. I got mm-hmm. sick. I have ulcerative colitis, which is a digestive disorder that left me with sepsis at one point. I was oh, shit, literally like bedridden for a while. And, uh, mm-hmm. my grandmother kind of threw it out there. She's like, you know, I heard you, you do really heavy labor work and you can't go back to work and you're having a hard time right now. And, and she was having a hard time too. So she just mm-hmm. basically proposed to me, you know, come out here and yeah. you won't have to pay rent, mm-hmm. get on your feet when you can and just help us, you know, do the yeah. simple stuff that, New Mexico can be tough for, like, you know, weathering your houses and Mm -hmm. hauling water, fixing pumps, and uh, bringing wood in. A lot of people use wood fire instead of electric heat, and... uh, Would you say... Sorry for cutting you off. It's all good. All right. Um, Would you say, though, like, I guess you just said your grandmother's going through a bad time, you're going through a bad time. Would you say, like, I know... I can't find the right words, but, like, you guys saved each other, in a sense, or, like, then you got to... Not, like... Now, everything's, like, flowers and sunshine, but, like, at least if you were going through something bad or you are feeling bad alone, at least you had, like, a little bit of a support system or someone going, someone with you to help out? Is that Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. Totally accurate. Um, one hand washes the other, you know. We, yeah, I, yeah. I, I came down here, and uh, it was a huge relief to be in such a beautiful space, and it's also known... You know, if you're into the woo-woo, which I'm a little bit into it, um, it's a place of healing. This yeah. this is a really high, clear, pure energy point of the planet. Mm. The Dalai Lama even said so. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I really just felt good once I got here. Um, and she was actually taking care of my great-grandmother, who at the time was 100 years old, turning 101. Oh, wow. And um, so it was an elderly woman taking care of an even more elderly woman. Mm. And... Um, I just felt like grateful to be able to spend her, take care of her during her last moments. Oh, cause sweet. Because I yeah. knew it was coming soon. Yeah. And um, I, I kind of ran into some issues. I got out here and everything was good, but then I um, started working heavily and I, I, I came out and I had sobered up. I, I've, you know, been in a struggle with addiction my whole life and uh-huh. I started drinking heavily once I got out here because it was yeah. just at night there was not much to do. You know, there's no skate parks open 24-7. There's yeah. no 
no nightlife scene where everyone's not sitting in a bar drinking pretty much. So mm-hmm. I, I got got back into drinking. My grand, grandmother recognized it and didn't like it very much. And so I kind of eased, eased off a little bit. And um, uh, we had we had a little friction about her living space and, and what was, you know, mm-hmm. what she expected of me and like what my goals in life were at the time. So I just felt that. Uh, yeah. Felt the need to kind of branch out and uh, that I was ready and my health was good enough. My ankle healed up. My addiction wasn't so bad. My gut was feeling good. So I mm-hmm. um, kind of just started working more and thought about finding a new place to live. And uh, mm-hmm. then I met my girlfriend, Sarah. Yeah. And she's totally awesome, wonderful person. And we clicked right away. And mm-hmm. probably within like a month of dating, she was like, hey, if you want, you know, just move, move out here. And... Uh, one of my big obligations that I felt to stay with my grandmother was my great-grandmother. Yeah. And uh, it's actually kind of a strange, sad story. The first night I ever had Sarah mm-hmm. over my grandmother's house was the night my great-grandmother passed away oh, wow. at the house on oh. on hospice. Oh, jeez. So I felt terribly... I felt that she was in a terribly awkward position, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, I was glad for her to meet my grandmother and mm-hmm. for her to at least be with me during that time. And, um, yeah, because it's always good to have somebody, like, when you're going through something like that, and, like, good on her, too, just, like, toughing it out sounds kind of messed up, I think, but, like, it being does. willing, you know. And that's something I'm slowly learning is to, like, ask for help and, and accept mm-hmm. help and, and yeah. realize that you do need other people and you can't hold all this inside, because that's kind of how I was raised, you know. Oh, to just keep it all in? Yeah, yeah. just, like, totally, my, all the guys in my family have the whole macho thing, like, do it yourself, yeah. nobody needs to help you, and, you know, uh-huh. you gotta learn your your way and figure it out, and don't, yeah. don't ask anyone for help, really, which is totally absurd, kind of, right. to me, no, once yeah. I, like, realize what the world is all about, which I still am learning yeah, of everything. Course. And, I'm, uh, like, in the same situation, or the same position in, in terms of that, anyway, because it's just, like, it's really hard when you're raised up in that like kind of toxic masculinity of like let's not ever talk about how we're feeling and just you know like hold it in and try and figure it out on our own yeah but i mean in my experience that usually turns into like drinking too much or doing too many drugs or like just trying to like that's how i would deal i guess yeah but like it's like imploding or exploding you yeah know? it's uh, either it self-destruction or destruction of the world around you that's yeah. the way it came out for me kind right of. and i feel like i don't know it's a little healthier to just do what you were saying like learning to ask for help learning to talk or like let it all out instead of with someone else instead of like trying to do it all on your own yeah absolutely you know? i totally agree and it's still something i'm working on and learning yeah of course I find so many different issues I'm running into at this point. I'll get into it a little more about my current situation, but just simple things happening. Like I saw Mm -hmm. Max's bus broke down and he handled it like a champ. Just was like, let me call here. Let me do this. Let me do that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, if that was me, there would have been like throwing shit and yelling at my car and like, you know, all this stuff in between. Cause I don't know how to like just ask somebody for help. That's the, um, same thing. Like, out of all, like, the bus troubles we've had, I'm the one that's like, what the fuck? Like, how do, uh, like, that, grit your teeth, let me smoke a couple cigarettes and, like, yeah. sit and, like, think about it and not really look for 
help, but... It's funny, too, because, like, I, I thought about that with you. I was like, wow, you're a passenger, so you're totally, like, captive to what's going on with, yeah. the, with the ride at the time. And, like, uh-huh. and I, I felt that for you. I was like, oh, man, I, I would be... I'd be a little nervous at this point too, but he handled it very well, which is yeah. like just in a, you know, every day I learn something new from anybody. So yeah. it's like, oh, that's what you got to do. Just calm down and call somebody about it. You know, it's pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. I mean, the solution is there. Maybe it's just sometimes we, we can't see it. Yeah. Like, Blinded our, by that masculinity. Or that, or past experiences or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to ask like, what, what's the timeline between like you coming out here for your grandmother you now like how long ago was that um it's been about exactly two years now oh wow okay so it's fairly recent yeah that's just like um that's on that's my bad because every time someone's like at least tells me a bit of their past i always assume it's like five or six years ago for some reason yeah yeah no it's pretty recent for me my life is so up and down and changing that it does seem like that long and like i probably talk about it like it's been that long sometimes Mm -hmm. but it's yeah it's uh it's been about a two years since I moved out here, and uh, it's been almost a year. It's it's been just about a year that me and Sarah have been dating. So okay, I stayed at her house for a good portion of the time, and then I was doing all types of stuff, staying at friends' houses, mm-hmm. staying at different job sites. I was working up in Colorado on yeah. like a medical pot grow last year, and mm-hmm. and uh, just had a bunch of cool experiences, and then. Uh, had a trip to the East Coast that went like disastrously for me as far as my addiction and oh, okay. and uh, everything went and I came back to New Mexico and was like had this realization like I I hadn't I the last serious relationship I had was four years and it was um, it was for the relationship was four years long and mm. that was about six years ago that ended yeah but that's still a long time dude yeah it, yeah, yeah. And, and it was and like I was just on this level of like solo no relationships you know and uh really realized like part of my using is and stuff is because i'm a loving person Mm -hmm. i need a companion i Mm -hmm. i I love you know i love my girlfriend so much and i was like why did i torture myself for so long without like dating somebody so i came back to new mexico and was like i'm gonna try you know i'm gonna give this a try Mm because like you know i've i'd had a few um little flings with with women that like I, I, right away, like, I was on the fence. I was like, I know I'm not going to get in a relationship. I have mm-hmm. too much going on and this and that. And uh, it, I, I think it kind of caused a lot of that imploding thing, like, yeah. you know, drinking and and just being really depressed. So uh, that would kind of save me. She She's yeah. really saved saved my life. Oh, uh, that's really sweet, dude. Which is cool. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's been about a year. Mm-hmm. About three months into our relationship... Or not even, probably a month into our relationship. I was still drinking mildly. We were having tons of fun. I'd mm-hmm. drink once in a while when we yeah. would go to a bar. And uh, then a few nights I had some, uh, two, I had two nights where she, her car had broken down. And uh-huh. I uh, was basically her ride at the time. And, yeah. And uh, I left her at work two nights because I went out on a drug binge, you know. Oh, I like, got shit. drunk. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to do some hard drugs, and mm-hmm. then I realized, I'm like, oh, I've got this wonderful woman, I don't want her to see me like this, and, and it just like left her there, yeah. which was like the worst, yeah. shittiest thing to do. Uh, and um, I I quit drinking after that, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, i got to make some changes, and um, then we had like a series of really unfortunate events. Her mom got really ill, and mm-hmm. uh, she, she went back to uh, her 
home state of Indiana to kind of care for her family and be with yeah. her mother. And uh, I totally went off my rocker. I started uh, using drugs every day. And mm-hmm. she went from, you know, her mother passed away. Uh, her father loved her mother so much. They were married for 40 years, had an awesome relationship. Yeah. And uh, he, he, she did a lot for him. So he was definitely... Um, kind of a little codependent they're a little codependent and uh, sarah had to you know pick up the slack and show Mm. him how to do a few things yeah so she went from her mother passing away her taking care of her father Mm -hmm. to coming back to new mexico to me in total chaos Mm -hmm. no job using drugs and like lying about it like i I was totally not honest about what was going on so so it was really hard on her and Mm -hmm. um out of all of it i just uh it was eating me away inside and, yeah, and of course. eventually like I got, I got arrested. Uh, I would one, one morning I went up, picked up some drugs, went to get pulled over on my motorcycle cause I was driving like a nutcase and, mm-hmm. and I took off on the police and took them for a little bike chase Jesus, through Taos yeah. Yeah. and, uh, thought I had gotten away, but I didn't. They saw me pulling my friend's warehouse. There was like chop shops all up and down the street that were under surveillance. So mm-hmm. they surrounded the place, arrested me. And, uh, I called my mom and I called Sarah and I was like, you know, this is what happened. And instantly both of them were like, what is going on? You know, why'd you run from the cops? Are you yeah. using drugs? And no, no, no. I was just scared that I didn't have a license because my license is suspended yeah. every other six months or whatever for something. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, uh, she went to pick me up and I was thinking of all these ways to continue the lie and I like yeah. just saw her and how, how open she was and like remembered how great of a person she is and I was like, I need to stop this and like is that when and, Is that when you and, like, I guess opened up? Yeah, she, we got in the car like it was, it was, the day after I got arrested, uh, I got, the judge let me out and I went to her work and we saw each other for a few minutes and then I didn't see her till the next day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically I went over to one of her friend's houses that she was hanging out and she was like, we got to talk, but not right now. And we had a nice little hangout and then we we're mm-hmm. in the car on the way back to our house. And she was like, look, you know, I'm not going to leave you cause stuff gets hard, but something's got to change right now. Yeah. And I, I it, that battle came up in me mm-hmm. like right away. It was like, I just got to make an excuse and be like, all right, everything will change. It'll be good. And I just said, no, you know, I got to tell her the truth. And, yeah. and I did, I said, you know, I'm. I'm physically dependent on heroin right yeah. now. Um, and uh, and it was, like, heartbreaking, but at the same time, it saved my life. Did it life. feel, like, freeing or, like, at least uh, liberating a little bit? Or, like, looking back on it, probably in the moment, it might not have been, but do you feel like... It felt terribly shameful, and, uh-huh. but at the same time, like, a huge weight off my chest. Yeah. And, like, something inside me, like, as soon as I came out and, like, told her was just like, this is it, you know, this is the mm. first time you're being honest, and I knew, no, that's the first step, like, I had no problem saying I've been on drugs before, but saying, like, I need help, and I need to figure this out, yeah, um, I kind of had this sense of relief, like, everything's gonna be okay now, I'm gonna get the help I need, yeah, and, uh, within a month, I found, uh, the, uh, rehab down here in Santa Fe, I went to rehab, this, this mm-hmm. was about five months ago, yeah, and uh, went through there. It was a great program, and got into a sober house, and yeah. that's that's where I'm at now. Is just uh, working, working a program, doing, doing um, doing the of... best that you can do for you right now. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. That's it. Just trying to turn things around yeah. and be the I person think... that I am and that I want to be instead of suppressing it. And... Yeah, I think um, there's something about that 
that like there's a lot of strength it takes to do what you did you know like in my opinion yeah um because we mentioned we talked a little bit before because we've been hanging out for a couple days with the bus being broke um but like i've had my own issues with that with addiction and stuff and it's like just now i guess on this season of the podcast or the podcast i'm actually talking about it and it feels like kind of scary and a little like weird like i feel myself getting emotional right now even just saying it yeah you know um, that I did have problems with addiction, you know, um, and it's still like some of the closest people to me don't even know. Like Max found out basically when I told him on this trip. Wow. You know? Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know that. And I was like, I feel like you should know everything because it's like hard for me. It's both like hard and not easy, but like I know how to maneuver myself where I won't fall into that trap. But I know if like you need to know that I might. Yeah, you know, it's good to warn. That's something that like I did with Sarah when we first got together. Was like, hey, this is the deal. I've been an addict. Mm-hmm. If you see A, B, and C happening, I'm probably yeah. using drugs and like called yeah. myself out. And and yeah. um, it it is. It's really scary to come out and talk about it and yeah. uh, like get talk about something so intimate that has a stigma to it yeah you know? a really huge like there's this huge stigma yeah and connotation where it's like oh if you've done x or if you've done y or if you've done that you know or z oh then you're no no good <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? exactly like, all and it's funny because like yeah. people who thought i was like a fucking kick-ass person which i i believe i am not to toot my own horn no but, it's fine but go beep, for it beep yeah uh she like I would tell them, and they'd be like, no, you, like, I, I could notice you drink a lot, but it's just because you're a big Irish dude, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, there's a lot more to it, and like, once I tell people, like, you know, I smoked crack and did heroin and yeah. did all this shit, like, now, like, I, I notice little things, like, they won't leave their wallet on the bar next to me anymore or something, <laughs> just like these little, like, things, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably have the same sorts of judgments in my head that I have yeah. to work on. And, um, but it's like, it totally is liberating to be able to talk to somebody yeah. about it and, uh, not be judged for it and be yeah. able to express all those things. Cause it needs to happen. And like, uh, mental health issues and like addiction, like are such mm. a, um, stigmatized thing in this country and it's so mm-hmm. common yeah. that it shouldn't be, but it's yeah. like, for some reason it still carries this, like, you know, you're like a reputation crazy person or you're fucked up like yeah. asshole. And, like, I mean, the root of a lot of addiction, what I'm finding out is, like, post-traumatic stress, abuse, and mental health issues, which, like, I have all three going on. Yeah. And and, uh, until you learn to confront it, talk about it, get to the root of it, it's it's really hard to uh, deal with that on your own. I couldn't do it. I don't know. I I don't know anybody who has done it, you know. I like to sometimes say that, yeah, I did it, but I definitely did not do that, you know? Because I remember, at least when the start of my, like going to the the meetings and all that stuff i i had one really good friend um and we would go to the bar all the time and we would drink but then i would just like unload all this junk onto him yeah because i knew he understood where i was coming from and then over the summer he's like um i'm gonna go uh he's chinese so he's like i'm gonna go back home to china for like a month and a half and i like you know when you mean something but you say it as a joke kind of thing where you like hide it and i was like well what am i gonna do man who am i gonna talk to now and i said it as like a really like i'm just kidding it'll be fine but really i was feeling who the hell am i gonna talk to now yeah and yeah. I, I think he caught on to it like 
five minutes later and he was like, here's all these places you can go to talk to people. And when I'm gone, you better go to these places. And like out of this weird sense of loyalty to him, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Which I feel like lucky for. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I feel that same kind of luck because, you know, we're here in this tattoo shop and yeah. uh, Sarah's sister and her co-worker, uh, mm. they, they're both involved in these, these meetings and mm. uh, I just had like the most awesome connection to like the program and I'm like kind of a shy person sometimes. Yeah. It's hard for me to meet new people mm-hmm. and especially like meeting a group of new people, being like fresh out of rehab yeah. and like not knowing what that stuff's all about and and just like it's been such i just feel like things are just falling into place so perfectly yeah i'm so lucky it's like um, yeah luck is yeah it's it's like my life was like i was like oh my god i'm feeling a bit of like you know meaning here and like Mm -hmm. following like a destiny like you know things are cleaning up and Mm -hmm. and i'm putting in work and i'm actually seeing results from yeah. it and that's yeah that's awesome. the hardest part i think seeing the results yeah, in my opinion yeah. like because max and i always have these conversations since we spend so much time together where i just like get bummed on myself you know like having depression anxiety i'm like Ugh. and he like picks up and he's like what's going on and then i just like again talk about it but he's he's really good at just like kind of being real with me and he's like think about where you were last year and for me and this is again like I'm getting, like, emotionally shaky to share this part about yeah. it because it's, like, the thing that I've lied about and hidden. But, like, I almost killed myself around this time last year. I, like, got loaded in Queens at, like, 5 p.m., like, whatever. And then it was, like, 8, and I was, like, let me go drive home. It's, like, a 45-minute drive back to where I live. And I knew, I was, like, I'm not making it home, but let me get out of here, you know? Yeah. And I woke up in the car when it was, like, crushed, and I wasn't hurt, surprisingly. I just had, like, a really bad concussion, apparently. Yeah. No one else was hurt. Just, like, I just took out a light post. And um, I forgot where I was going because this is bumming me out. <laughs> but it's, like, it's all good. Yeah. But, like, I got up and got out, and I was like, shit. Like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Did I, like, why did I do that? And then it, it wasn't until, like, a couple months later. So that was, like, November? And then it wasn't until, like, January where I was like, let me just stop everything I'm doing and, like, go back to, like, and find these meetings and all this stuff. And, um, oh, yeah, I remember. But that's where I was fucking last year. Yeah. Like, great, like, insane. And I couldn't see the progress I had made until someone else was like, yo, you're, last year you were, like, ready to go. Like, you're, that's it. But where you are right now, in this, like you said, in this tattoo shop, like surrounded by cool people, meeting you, like it's hard. Now I can see the return in my investment. You know what I mean? Yeah. To use like shitty business terms. Yeah. And that's a good way to put it. Like if I think of what I was doing like a year ago, it was either sitting in a bar, sitting in a bar with people that I thought were my friends. Some of them were good people, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting in the bar and then going out binging on drugs after that. And it's just such. A relief not to be living like a double life anymore. And, yeah, and trying oh, to like shit. you know. Yeah, that's such a good way to put it. Yeah, and th- that's like something that I felt has really kept me. Like I think a big part of uh, addiction is like people not being secure in themselves and not being able to grow from the point that they're at and feeling overwhelmed with life and like that. 
mm-hmm. that living a double life doesn't allow you to be yourself and, and figure out what you like, how to express yourself, yeah. and, and, you know, really dive into, like, your future and, like, what, what you want to do. And, like, mm-hmm. I realized, like... It's it's all steps like like I mentioned earlier like mm-hmm. one big step for me was finding a good relationship and like mm-hmm. somebody that was like work worth making myself better for yeah and then like after that it was like okay now I need to confront all these problems that I have to mm-hmm. keep this relationship yeah. going and, and uh, has that been working out oh sorry it has ab- absolutely yeah. it's been working out um uh, I actually th- when I was like seventeen or eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. I had dealt with all types of stuff since I was nine years old. I, I had been in rehabs, institutions. Mm-hmm. I, I had been. In, I was never up for foster care, but my parents were like, "This kid is fucking nuts. Let's put him in like a foster home, but not yeah. like up for adoption. You know, like yeah. put him in a housing. So, like foster care, mental hospitals, juvenile mm-hmm. detention centers, reform schools, and I just like had this institutionalized side of me that was so used to it. I was like, oh whatever, like, when life gets hard, I'll just fucking go get three hots and a cot at some place, you yeah. know, like, and that, that was, like, a terrible, you know, resolve that I had, and, uh, when I was, like, 19 years old, I had realized, like, I know so much about these programs, I could teach these classes that these people are teaching, mm-hmm. like, half the time they can't find the words, and I'm like, you mean this, or you mean that, and I'm just yeah. this kid who's been through all this shit, and I was like, you know, it'd be really awesome if I could come through this and maybe be one of those teachers and help somebody mm-hmm. one day. And then I just kind of, like, got mixed up, put that on the back burner, and never really thought about it until I went to rehab, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my until God. Until you went to rehab this most recent Yeah, time. this yeah. recent time. Yeah. Like, like five months ago, I was in there, and I was, like, realizing, like, man, I'm helping my fellow recovery mates yeah. uh, more than, like, the people in the rehab are helping mm-hmm. them right now, and... and like, I, f- I figured out that, like, my goal now is to go back to school and be- get my late act, be a licensed alcohol wow. and drug counselor. Fucking and... sick, dude. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. that's, like, a really... It's, like, cool to, like... I'm sorry I keep saying, like, cool and weird and shit. Like, I don't have a good vocabulary. Okay. I said noise like, <laughs> a thousand times yesterday, so... But um, just, like, the journey or, like, the narrative arc... I'm trying to sound smart now. The narrative arc of your life, you know? It, yeah. Going through all this, you know, fucked up shit, and then, like, realizing, wait, I can use that, like, I can, um, I can make something, make something positive out of all these negatives. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, it's, like, what else are you gonna do with it? Just, like, let it be a part of your past that you put behind you, which is not a bad thing at all by any means, but I, I think it's powerful, like, um, to approach that, because, like, a huge problem with, like our economy and where our taxes go and like all this stuff is like people with mental problems, people who can't work because of mental problems, people with addiction problems. Yeah. You know, a lot of the people who the elitists, they have addiction problems and they'll they'll just never have to deal with the, the (laughs) problems that somebody that doesn't make fucking a hundred thousand dollars a year for doing nothing like will face. And, uh, I kind of like came to this conclusion. I was just like, man, Every place I go to, I see, like, when you're, when you have mental problems or you have addiction problems and you have these people trying to help you with it or, mm-hmm. like, you have your guard up because it's really, like, you, you want to secure yourself. It's a, it's an intimate insecurity and, uh, yeah. 
And, like, the, one of the first questions that comes up from people when you go to places like that is, mm. you know, have you been through this? Are you an addict? Have mm. you suffered mental issues? And um, yeah, I was like, you know, I really see now why people ask that because to feel understood, like, you won't get a sense of security hearing it mm. from somebody who hasn't been through it as yeah. much. And um, mm -hmm. I just realized, like, Man, if, if one, it, there's like all these statistics, like I was in there and there's 30 people at a time and they're like, probably only one or two of you are going to stay sober when you leave here. Oh, shit. And it's sad, but it's true. And, um, I was just like, you know, statistics are statistics, but those can change, you know, where yeah. every day where everybody's learning more and more science is getting better, like mm -hmm. therapy is getting better and the way people deal yeah. with stuff. And I just came to this conclusion. I was like, man. If those one people out of 30 could come out and just help one other person, you know, that would yeah. just, like, change statistics like crazy. Yeah. And, uh, like, also just being from a background where, like, I, I had a good family. Mm. Uh, stuff stuff was messed up at certain points, but I, for the most part, I had a family with morals, and we weren't totally poor. Yeah. I wasn't, like, terribly abused by them, but I did face a little bit of all that kind of stuff at certain yeah. points. And, um... I just realized the impact that, like, little things have on children, and, like, mm. the biggest thing for for me is, like, to get, get this, get the LADAC, be able to work with um, some addicts first, and then when, mm. as I learn more about psychology and mm. different stuff like that, start working with, you know, maybe veterans with post-traumatic yeah. stress or people with brain injuries, and then eventually work with children. And, yeah. Because, like, that's that's our future. That's the future of the world right that's there. That's really and... fucking sick. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> Me yeah. too. I yeah. get emotional when I talk about it. But... Dude, because it's, it's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean? it's, an awesome, it's, it's an awesome thing, and it makes me feel good. Like, I'm, like, all warm inside. I was fucking freezing for the past hour. I had yeah. my bike over here. It's, like, what, 10 degrees out or something. Yeah. But, yeah, now I'm all, like, filled with joy thinking about that. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, one of the things that, like, anybody even if you're not an addict just like if you're having a hard time with life and like you don't see a future you don't know what you want to do like that we all have a relation to where like it's like finding direction and purpose yeah. and fulfilling yourself is like it's hard to do sometimes and sometimes you just got to start simple and and just mm -hmm. figure out what you like what you might want to do and just yeah. give it a try and like the thought of that like you said it gives me goosebumps i'm yeah. like man if i could like come pull through all this Mm -hmm. and uh you know help some people out i i would just feel like a fucking champion you know yeah and uh and who's to say you can't you know what i mean because you've already been through so much it's like yeah and like i i, I see it coming it pretty soon i'm i'm gonna enroll in school probably right after the winter it's december now mm -hmm. and uh i'm facing all types of other life problems i'm living in a sober house with yeah. no vehicle and mm -hmm. you know working in santa fe when my life is like uh my goal is to have my life up in Taos and, yeah. and, um, I actually just had a conversation with one of, uh, Sarah's good friends, uh, about a school right mm -hmm. in Las Vegas, New Mexico that, um, is it, it like everything you're looking for? Yeah, like, yeah, it's absolutely everything I'm looking for. It's like starts with social work and, and, mm -hmm. you know, you can branch out to different ends of that and be an addiction counselor or grief and trauma counselor yeah and it's like i forget what the program's called but if you if you go to school there mm -hmm. it's like you pay like 20 bucks for a dorm room or something 20 bucks a week or whatever not bad and uh and they if you 
you get your master's in like three years doing mm-hmm. this program. And then if once you get your master's, if you work at the with this program in Taos and work them for for them for a year, it pays your whole tuition. They oh, pay for it. That's kind of like perfect. That yeah, sounds like sick. It's yeah. so cool. And I yeah. was just like, I'm you know, as soon as spring times comes, I have a vehicle and I know what my schedule is and it's like solid and yeah. I'm out of the sober house because that that just has so many commitments in itself, yeah. like rules and meetings I got to go to. Yeah. Which it's... which the structure was good at first, but now it's limiting for me. Mm-hmm. Cuz you 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 can see the the next thing it seems like. Yeah, absolutely. And I just like know what's working for me and like mm-hmm. have progress i've definitely made progress yeah. and like i i need to work my own program now instead yeah. of like uh having this structured set yeah. way of doing things which which worked though you know it yeah. worked kinda, and now i'm ready to stop doing see the thing is like i have these groups i'm supposed to do this intensive outpatient thing to live in that sober house yeah. and it's like three hours a day three days a week Whereas if I go to these other meetings for one hour, I get like four times more benefit at, oh, from it. Yeah. So I'd like, I just can't wait to be doing that. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of like having a vehicle, getting my license yeah. restored, getting would, a state license transfer, and just stuff I've been putting off. Would it be right to say that the roadblocks or the things that are in your way now are like so tiny in comparison to like where you've been? Do you feel like all the things you listed, like, the license getting a vehicle do you feel like okay this is like easy work do you know what i mean well, does it feel like that or does it feel like it's still like there's still like some com- complexity to it there but... is there's a lot of complexity to it one of the biggest things is like i've been kind of like on that anarchy side of things for a while and just like uh-huh. not into government and rules and being taxed and being being all i gotta walk kind of thing. walk yeah. around with an id and a driver's license yeah. and pay all these taxes like i'm just like what the fuck am i like yeah. a dog on a leash here just like am i just the fucking number yeah man? like yeah. here take this treat now oh you took it at the wrong time go yeah. fucking sit in the corner and like i feel the same way sometimes like growing out of hard. it is hard <laughs> yeah. but at the same time I'm, I'm like it's the first time in my life that i'm like i can get tickets and be like oh i need to pay these instead of being like fuck them they shouldn't give me a ticket i'm yeah. gonna drive without a license for as long as i yeah. want now you know and like being really stubborn just it, like kind of kind of like i'm kind of like on the i hate to say it but i've always hated the expression if you can't beat them join them but yeah. like i i don't want to end up in prison yeah. things are going good and like and, those things are worth dealing with and they're big problems yeah for a person like me to like and my mental state they're big problems but they're not that big like i see i've seen like my family deal with them and it's just Mm. like you just got to do it and get through it it sounds like um sorry to cut you off but i really did want to ask you this um that like your goal of wanting to help others who are in your situation takes priority over that like mindset of like fuck getting an id fuck this you know like do you know what I'm saying? It does. I, or, totally. And, like, that's one of the things I'm, like, I think about during those moments is, yeah. like, man, like, you want to be a therapist. Who mm-hmm. who are you to, like, think you can fucking <laughs> counsel somebody else when you can't even handle, like, talking yeah. to a police officer? Right. Um, and I, I just, like, from what I've been through in the past few months and, mm-hmm. like, years, uh, I just know, like, I'm making progress, and I will get to that point. Yeah. And and it'll all fall into place. Like, yeah. a lot of places like that are, like, you have to have a year of sobriety before mm. you can work for us. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh... It just sounds like, you know, helping people is the end goal for you. So yeah, totally. no matter what it takes, like, it's not like... 
you said can't beat them, join them. It doesn't sound like that. It's like let me just get into their system so I can actually help people. Yeah, I do. do you know what I, I mean? From the inside out, as opposed can't to be, like, exactly. It's like <laughs> let me infiltrate this thing from the inside. Now. Yeah, and that's how you really make change. Yeah, you know, that's if if you got a problem with something, it's like don't go burn down a building. Go work for that building. Yeah, and become the fucking director there, yeah. and then make those changes. Yeah. You know, burn down the building. And You're I just going to take taxpayers' money to build a fucking other one. You yeah, know? I think uh, that's a funny thing too, because we're around the we're the same age, right? And like, but. I think that's something that comes with, like, getting older, where, like, even, like, just five years ago, I was, like, still, like, fuck all that shit, man, like, whatever, but now it makes more sense to actually try and work within the system to change it, yeah, as opposed yeah. to, like, throw a brick through a Starbucks window. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it's I funny mean? you mention Starbucks. Every time I think about that, I picture the Starbucks and a Bank of America window, just, like, smash, I'm like, oh, that's... That's awesome, but that's not how you create change. No, know? they're just going to fix that window. <laughs> exactly. That's the first thing I think of every time. It's like, cool, but they're going to steal more. The banks are going to yeah. steal more money from people to fix their window it's, now, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. And for me, too, it's just like, fuck, like, I, I just paid my taxes. I'm probably paying for that fucking window. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. the fuck did I just do that for? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, that's definitely something that comes with getting older. Because, like, when you're young, you can't really see that far ahead. Or, like... Or at least when I was young, I couldn't see farther. I was like, I remember being 18, man, and being like, I'm not going to live past 25, so fuck it, let's go. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? that was totally my mindset, too. Then I turned 25, and I was like, I'm not going to live past 27, 27 club, dog. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, and then now yeah. I'm 28, I'm like, I got to stop fucking thinking like a crazy person. Like, not a crazy person, but like, I got to stop uh, living like someone who doesn't want to take care of themselves. You yeah, know? yeah. Crazy I'm, is such a bad, like, word to use in that sense, but I just meant, like, crazy for me. Like, I want to be able to be alive and be cool. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I realized that, too, because I, I had that same thing, like, not a death wish, but just, like, convinced that I'm probably going to, like, die skydiving when I'm, like, fucking 20 yeah. or some, something. And, uh, that like, you know, I'm 28, and, like, my back hurts, my knees yeah. hurt, everything hurts, and I'm yeah. just like, I need to start taking better care of myself, because yeah. now I'm like... Like, I can actually, like, see having a future. I'm like, I, I, I want to be a father, you know? I can't yeah. wait to have kids. And it's like, I just have seen my friends growing up and stuff. Like, their dad, like, not able to, like, go swim in a pool with them or something. Yeah. Or, like, teach them things because their their parents have all these problems. And mm. and it's, it, it is like you, you come to this realization. It's like, oh, I actually need to take care of myself. Yeah. And um, that's what that was part of, like, leaving, trying to... Re- recover from addiction too oh. it's just like man i'm 28 years old i don't have any goals like i see my friends are getting married having kids mm-hmm. going to school getting careers not fucking working jobs you know and yeah like um i was just like man i'm like not to compare myself to other people but i do have goals in the back of my head and i'm yeah. never gonna achieve them if i stay on the path that i'm on exactly so. yeah it was it was time for a radical change and like I know it's like cliche and a lot of people say it but I would not I wouldn't change any of it you know I wouldn't yeah. change any of the addiction or any of the shitty things I've done. Like, it seems like it brought you to an even better place now. Yeah, absolutely, and it feels like kind of expanding because I know things. I know I'm going to be that functional citizen one day. That's yeah. paying my taxes. Yeah, got my ID and my driver's license. Maybe a therapist and helping people. And, like, had come from this terrible side of life that, like, not everybody knows 
yeah. what that struggle and like how scary it is to like not want to live or like yeah. like feel like I, I don't know like I've even had like like I had an ex-girlfriend she's like what are you talking about you, you say you hate this planet all the time she's mm-hmm. like do you think you're a fucking alien or something yeah <laughs> and I'm like no but I, shit's supposed to be different I just know it I know yeah. this is wrong somewhere deep down inside of me and like yeah you know the only way to change it isn't to sit there and complain about it. Is it's to you know like get Do your shit together yeah. and like we were talking before, like and infiltrate somewhere from the inside. Yeah, and get it. We've got know. this friend up in Taos that's uh, uh, one of Sarah's former coworkers, and he's uh, he's an anarchist. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the tattoos on him and everything. That's anarchy signs, and he's a city council member. And I was like. That is the dopest fucking thing I've ever heard <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, like, me too. That's you how surprised you, me there. Yeah, that's yeah. how you. Uh, that's how you make a difference. You know. Yeah, and you don't just really sit cool. there like you said and like try and burn a building down because it's just gonna come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's as fun as it may be, and as cold it is right now, it's like as geez, like no. <laughs> <laughs> as, as uh, nice that as nice as that warmth would be, it would just be a waste. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So it's it's been. It's been a wild ride this year, but it's it's really cool. And like meeting Sarah's just awesome for so many reasons. Like mm. I also noticed like the people I was hanging out with before, like all friendships were kinda like not pure or whatever, you know. It's like a lot of people Oh your are previous just, friendships when you were yeah, yeah. A lot of people are just acquaintances or like drug acquaintances. I've got I got a few really true friends. Mm-hmm. Um but like all of Sarah's friends I've met are, like, just awesome people. And yeah. I just, like, it's part of the same thing I was talking about, uh, like, meeting the people in this shop and, like, them Isn't that, a... um, sorry to cut you off, but isn't that weird, like, the first time you come into contact with that? Like, meeting, like, genuinely nice people? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> why would this guy fucking want to give me a ride home right now? Yeah, like, or and then you're also you know? like, like, let me just keep me keep my head on a swivel. Yeah. Even though yeah. they're just generally being a nice person. Yeah. I've I'm had like, that, yeah. Yeah, you have your guard up. You're like, this guy wants some money or something. Yeah. Or like, he wants to get something out of me, or you know. But no, I've like met so many awesome people, including like you and Max. Now, yeah. it's just like so. It's so cool how I'm how still learning that unfolding. stuff though. Like to be honest, I still get weird. Like I apologize to Max constantly, or I don't know if you've noticed, I say sorry all the time. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. I'm on the same page. Because one, it it just feels like I feel like I'm putting people out. You know, all the time. I feel like I'm just you know, um, another book bag you have to carry basically or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, if I'm not saying sorry, I'm just doing that other thing where it's like, so what is, so what are you trying to like, what are you trying to pull? You know? Yeah. (laughs) So pulling over on me. Yeah. Where is this going? I've been through this before. Yeah. (laughs) Cause like I, the friends, um, that I was with, actually I'll tell this story. It's crazy. But um, I remember when I was using really bad, um, one, of, one of my friends we used to use together, and he moved away, and then I called him, like, while I was using, just to be like, what's up, man, are you going to, like, hit it too, so we could do it together, like the old days? And he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I stopped doing that months ago. And I felt, like, so betrayed and angry. Yeah. And then I hung up, but, and I got mad at him in a weird way, where it was just like, why would you not tell me, or why would you, you know... Why would you quit? This was our thing. Like, weird, like, almost like we were in a relationship kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, months passed after not talking, and then he came back up to the hometown, and we had a huge conversation about it. 
And he was just like, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were going through that. And, like, still stuck around. But the other, some of the other people that I've been with when I was like that are just, like, fucking pff, gone. Like, I don't, not, like, they weren't really friends in the first place. Yeah. It was like, oh, you hung out with me because maybe I had an extra ten bucks for your ten bucks. And that guy's ten bucks. So we could all, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? And your best friends for the night. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's definitely like part of my experiences with yeah. people that like contrasted what I'm going through now and like makes it seem just so awesome all the time. Yeah, and that's that's this, the weirdest and like it's uncomfortable, but it's like the best kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, you know where it's just like that, like that first, I, at least in my experience, just like, oh, I, what are they trying to, you know, what are they trying to do to me, and then when it's nothing. It's like my shoulders are up here and they go all the way down. I feel like super relaxed and I'm like, oh, people are good people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, there's a lot of faith in humanity still for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, um, don't, don't like realize that. Like I hear a lot of negativity from people being like, oh, the world is fucked up and this and that. And, but uh-huh. at the same time, there is just so many awesome things happening and, and like, you know, like got that expression, the bird, birds of a feather flock together. So yeah. it's like, that's just been part of my experience here is uh, just meeting all awesome, like-minded people. And mm-hmm. and also in just like really strange ways, like, you know, this connection, like I, I was talking about it with Max the other day, like yeah. being from the East Coast and like these small towns and I'm like, oh, I'm going to move to New Mexico and I go to New Mexico mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, most people probably don't even know what that st- the state of Connecticut is or yeah. any of these small towns. And I'll meet, like, you know, in one day, I'll meet, like, three people from that area. And I'm yeah. just like, are you serious? And I just realized it's, like, that like-minded gravity, like, makes you move towards the same things. And, yeah. And it's cool because I feel like it's, like, weeded out a whole bunch of... St- not to say, like, be, like, you know, there's all different people and we can mm-hmm. all get along, but just, yeah. like... There's, like, a concentration of people that I'm, like, I see, you know, every other person I meet, I'm, like, I would hang out with them, you know? I would, yeah. like, call them tomorrow and hang out with them yeah. if I had some free time. And, like, whereas, like, on the East Coast, you live next to your neighbor and you don't fucking talk to them for 10 <laughs> yeah, years, that's you like know? A, it's like, that's definitely, like, an East Coast thing. Yeah. Um, I remember one of my neighbors that lives above, like, above in diagonal from me, from my parents, me and my parents, she came out and I said, hey, and she, like... I just said, like, hey, how are you? Like, hey, good morning. Yeah. She kind of, like, shook, got jumped. I was like, why is he talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, whereas out here, people are like, see you in the same community, and they're like, you know, start talking about the day and the weather and this and that, and ask yeah. where you're from, and, and ask about your story, or, and share some of theirs, and it's like... It's cool. It's totally different energy from up there. It's, it's something really cool. that, like, I guess I'm experiencing on this trip as soon as we left, like, the uh, northeast coast... And, like, we're going down south, and, like, everybody's just, like, wants to talk. I met somebody who said, hey, Paul, it's okay to, like, smile back and say hello. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he noticed someone said hey, and I didn't say anything. Yeah. And he looked at me, and he was like, it's all right. You can say hi back. No one's going to bite you. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone, they, they're genuinely just saying, how like, how are you doing, you know? Yeah. I, can, I do that a lot, too, sometimes. Right. right now it's funny too because I don't I told you I don't have my like glasses or contacts so I gotta make my eye doctor appointment still but yeah. I can't see like anything so like I can't tell 
who's talking mm. to me sometimes, especially mm. working in like a restaurant. It's it's um it's funny, like somebody will be like, Did you do this? And then like I'll just be like staring at the counter doing whatever I'm doing and yeah. realize that I just ignored them and I probably <laughs> look like an asshole. So I go out and I was like, Were you just talking to me? And they're like, Yeah, I thought you were mad and I'm like, No, I'm <laughs> just fucking blind. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just blind, dude. Like yeah. sorry, sorry. Um that's that's interesting though. Like I, I think it's, I think the the more interesting or the weirdest or the coolest thing I guess about um, me asking you to do this, it seems like we kind of connected on like a level immediately. You know when we first started hanging out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like you did with Max too, and like every like, yeah, you're the only, we're the only two people you just met, and the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> so and like, the dogs. Yeah, yeah. of course. I love um, dogs. But I just think it's really cool that we kind of have these similar experiences, both finding ourselves in this town. For yeah, yeah. Weird reasons or different reasons. You know, it's and, funny, man. It's like uh, I think it just has something to do with like a change of scenery too. Yeah, you know, and uh, and those vast spaces, man. Like I just feel like energy is so f- free flowing down yeah. here that like. People are really expressive, and, like, it just allows you to be, like, I'm I'm allowed to express myself, too, you know? Yeah, be more open. Like, you see, like you're saying, you see the open spaces, and maybe I should be more, like, the surroundings. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, the East Coast, it's, like, sometimes there's just all these, I don't know, judgment. It's just, like, don't don't let anyone see you try, you know? Yeah. Because if you fail, then, like, you're a failure, and it's, like, what what is that? You know, everyone's... There's so many people that have tried so many different things and just, like, I know they got those, like, really cliche sayings, like, oh, Michael Jordan didn't make the high school basketball team. Yeah. Or Albert Einstein flunked math, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens, you know. You just got to go for it. Yeah. It, I, I definitely feel that, like, less judgment thing. And I, I think, like, even where I used to work in uh, the Bay Area and or in Silicon Valley in California, just, like, a bunch of tech companies yeah it's just like a lot of those people are kind of like stuck up too and like it felt weird to like i always felt i think the worst feeling is always feeling like you have something to prove like to strangers do you know what i mean yeah yeah like um i guess right now the best analogy i can make for it is like you see people walking by and you put that tough guy face on and you like you know, stick your head out, like, just so like, oh, just so he knows I'm a tough guy. Yeah. But, like, that can be translated to anything else where it's like, I need to show everyone how hard I work and talk about how hard I work or talk about all this stuff. And, like, that's such a, like, that's opening up to someone else in a sense, but it's such, like, a tiny pocket of who people are. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, being out here, like, we're basically strangers, you know, um, but not really. I consider you a friend. Yeah, we're <laughs> uh, friends now, for sure. Yeah, but it's like we can just like being out here and like even when we were at the skate park, just like being able to like talk about whatever you know, or yeah. before the skate park, just have feeling that openness. And I think part of that comes from what you were saying, like the vast open spaces. And I guess from you and your experiences and being around here, like you got to give yourself a little bit of credit being a cool dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. 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 It's. Uh... If that's I, cool to say. It is cool to say. Yeah. Like I've, I have like, 
I know one thing that is cool is adaptability when someone's adaptable, and that's something I've always prided myself on. It's like I can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in the suburbs, but I could go like chill in the projects and like yeah. you know hang out with anybody and and get along and and um, it it is a cool thing, and I feel like there's a lot of that same energy out here that's like that that, that I click with and, yeah. and makes it easier to open up to other people because like. You know, every other person has seen some shit, too, and, yeah. and you, you might think you're going to get judged, but, like, just own yourself, you know? Like, it's like, own what you've done, and, and don't be ashamed of it, and uh, I, don't, I don't know, I'm a believer in, like, everything kind of happens for a reason these days, yeah, and, same. like, you know, if you feel the urge to say something, you're like, maybe I shouldn't say it, it's like, just fucking say it, it came yeah. up in your head, just let it out, you know? Yeah. It's I... just something really stupid and ignorant. Then, Which is like at the same time it's like who's to say what? Maybe yeah. maybe you needed to get in an argument with somebody about it so you can change your mind about it. Or, exactly, you know? yeah. And, There's something uh, really cool about that because I feel the same way. Like everything happens for a reason, or like there's like there's forces in the universe at work, kind of like energy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? um, I wouldn't say I'm the most spiritual person, but if you can count that as spirituality. I would. I, I would, I would, yeah. like, there's a difference between religion and spirituality, yeah. for sure, and I, f- I feel like a very spiritual person, I believe in something, I also know that, like, my opinions, and what, I, as, as I learn, like, mm. my opinions ever-changing, yeah. and, like, I, what I feel today is probably not going to be the same, like, next year, you yeah, know, it's like, exactly. I always are viewing things differently, and, mm and learning and and learning you know the way i think things work or whatever but um yeah i definitely believe in the energy thing and like yeah. you know I, be- I believe there's some some influence of you know uns- unseen you know physical things yeah um, like that brought you back here or br- or or like even put the idea back in your head of what you want to do in the future yeah like, exactly. you know what i mean like not to say you didn't have anything to do with it but it's like, it, of course it, you did, but, you know, there's yeah, like also it does feel like, like the universe fucking laid out this, like, obstacle course of, like, crazy events and stuff, and, like, I've, you know, certain ones have these branches, like, it's like a, the flower of life or something, like, you yeah. know, you got, like, one big picture, uh-huh. all these different little courses, and then, like, every little loop you take ends to the next loop, and it's yeah. like, you come back to yourself and then branch off from yourself, and... Yeah. And it's a constant building, learning, and experiencing, like, kind of life. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting close to an hour, about five, it's like five, four or wow, five minutes. That was quick. It always feels quick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at this point, we could keep talking if you want, if you feel comfortable. Yeah, if you're sure. Ready. Um, but what I do at an hour is ask you if you want to ask me anything. And when I say anything, I really mean, like, 100% anything. The example I always give is on a previous episode, someone asked me who my favorite porn star was, but I don't understand porn star. Like, I don't understand. Like, I stopped looking at porn in that way, yeah. so I just, like, look at little gifts. So I don't know anyone's name. And that yeah. was the answer to that. <laughs> that was yeah. the answer to that. Yeah. Um, even though I know, like, family members and all this stuff. So, like, almost pretty much everything is... 
on lim- off limit? I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna say. But anything, it's all on the table, I guess. Yeah. I was trying to think of like the good, uh, <laughs> the yeah. good saying, and I screwed it up. But whatever. No, it's funny. That's funny. Max was dropping some porn star names in the car yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally like, "Who is that?" I just know, like, the gifts of them. But I mean, you could ask me a porn question. It won't be that great. I mean, like, just whatever you want. Yeah. Not to, you know, direct you in any certain way. Oh, no. I probably won't ask about porn. I have a, I have two friends that are, like, in the adult film industry, and, mm. and it's just, that shit is whack, man. It's, it's <laughs> so bad. And, like, I've watched porn a lot, and it's, like, part of my addiction is, is you know, like, a sexual appetite, too. And Yeah. And uh, I just realized, I was like, yeah, I had this, like, strange argument with my girlfriend not too long ago, and it was mm. like... I was talking about how, you know, I don't know, there was, there was something about, we got into it, and, like, she was like, you shouldn't shame people for certain things, like, yeah. like, sex shaming, like, if someone, mm-hmm. like, has sex with a lot of people, or, like, basically, I was like, you know, I don't think prostitutes are doing a good thing, I think mm. they're doing a disservice to the planet, because they're turning, they're turning something natural and pure, and that should be, like, you know, like an experience of whatever it may be, love or just an experience. Yeah. And they're, they're turning it into an industry and like, you know, fucking money's like the root of all evil and everyone knows that it's like, it just like turns people and, and, um, it's basically like, don't shame prostitutes. And she used the example, like, um, well you watch porn, they get paid for that. Isn't that the same thing? And then like, me being such a hypocrite, I was like, <laughs> well, they pay their taxes for that. You know, they, they, they pay to make those videos. And this I like and how you preface that and with like me I, being a hypocrite. I, 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 should, I, shouldn't, um, I shouldn't have said that. What I should have said was, like, me watching porn is wrong. And I yeah. need to learn how to fucking do that because it's, like, it's a shitty habit, you know. Yeah. And, and so, so that's my opinion on porn pretty much. It's just, oh, okay. like, I, I try and stay away from it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, man. If I, I don't know, um, the first question in my head for you. Oh, does that mean you have multiple? Because that's cool. If um, you do. I, I'm not sure if I have multiple, but, but just basically like, what's your vibe on Santa Fe? How do you like it down here? Like, uh, what's your view on New Mexico? Um, it's, it's, su- oops, it's super cool. I, it's like nothing I've ever experienced or seen. Like, obviously this is my first time here. Um, it seems like a really cool town, but also, like, kind of weird. Like, the plaza weirded me out a little bit. Yeah. Because it seemed a little too rich for my blood. Yeah, I like <laughs> the know? word Max uses, bougie. Yeah, yeah. It's it a little was, bougie. It was. It, it, so, it made, that made me feel a little weird. Yeah. Was it the that girl's furry cowboy boots? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty crazy. That was, yeah. like, that, straight out of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Uh, um... That, that part weirds me out, but, like, all the people I've met, some of the things I've seen, even just, like, the views, because I, I drove, uh, I followed Max back here in the bus in Sarah's car, mm-hmm. and just, like, just the views coming back, it was, like, a t- it said it was a 20-minute drive, but it felt like 10, Yeah. but just, like, the things to look at as you're rolling into town, it was, like, blowing my mind, I was, like, I, I'm tr- I was, like, actively had to try not to, like, actively had to keep my eyes in front of me. That's a you know what I mean? huge thing that happened to me when I first moved out here was like 
driving off the road every feet, <laughs> like hundred feet because, <laughs> because I'm staring. Like, Yo. like, look, the mountains are fucking pink right now. Yeah, that's you that's, know? I was like, that's the thing. I was like, I can see like these these fucking mountain. I could just see them. Like, yep, yeah, I've never seen them. No, it's crazy. <laughs> Have you guys, did you guys go up to Taos yet? Or no? Not yet, I think that's tonight. Oh my god, yeah. that's so cool. So it's an area, the, the southern tip of the Rocky Mountains, and it's an area called the Sangre de Cristos, mm-hmm. and you're in a ring of mountains. It's a panoramic view of mountains, and then, but the whole thing's a desert mesa, you know, yeah. like in the middle of mountains, it's so crazy. Yeah. Just like, and especially like, you gotta come out and have a winter experience too, like, yeah. if you ever get on top of Taos Mountain when it's like snowy, but it's like... In town, they have these days where it's like fucking 32 blizzard snowing four feet up on the mountain, but then it's like 70 degrees in town, like 10 miles away. Holy smokes! Yeah, it's so crazy. It's it's cool. And then, like, sometimes you'll see these like snow rainbows, mm-hmm. like projecting from like right next to you off the mountain into like the grand, the not the Grand Canyon, but the the Rio Grande. Yeah, and it's, it's just like the most amazing thing. Jeez, another thing that I saw, like. I thought it was like a phenomenon. I was on the Taos Gorge Bridge, mm-hmm. and uh, it was raining really, really lightly above me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm watching the raindrops come down, and I'm in the middle of the bridge, and like, you could feel the cold coming off the river, like this draft. And the rain was coming down raindrops, and then the wind was blowing, and it would blow under the bridge, and then it'd swirl up and be snow. It like it'd like be snow coming from under the bridge like for some reason like the bridge a is like a place. snowmaker or something. Yeah. It's just like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Or like seeing a, a lightning cloud like a rain cloud with lightning below you. You know, like yeah. being above the cloud and watching it like rain on a valley below you. It's just like the most crazy thing I've ever seen. Like as far as nature goes, it's so cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. It's like I've I just I can't wait. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't wait to go up there too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm really bummed that I'm not coming up for the slumber tonight. I got to work tomorrow, but oh, that's all right, dude. Um, we'll miss you. Yeah, that's an awesome <laughs> place. But yeah, yeah, this won't be the last time we meet for sure. Oh uh, yeah, hell no. We're gonna come up to the East Coast probably in July. Oh know? yeah, that'll and be yeah. that'll be great. Like maybe we'll prob- we do a chapter two on the on the podcast. Yeah, thing too. Yeah, if you Check want, back in. Um, I don't know if you have any other questions. Because you said first question, so I assumed maybe you had another one. First question. I don't because we can keep we can keep going with that, or we could keep talking about whatever. Or what what burger did you get last night at the burger stand? I got the I got that smoke burger. Oh yeah, the smoke. Goose, yeah. Smoked gouda and bacon barbecue yeah. sauce. How was it? I really liked it. Nice. Although I was like, man, I really want another like not tonight, but I want another burger from yeah. this place. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I. I feel like I, I want to try all of them eventually nice. at some point in my life before I die. <laughs> Just have every single burger. Cool. Yeah. I guess I'll put it on the record for the podcast in case anyone listens to it and then comes through Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yeah. Go eat at the burger stand. There's a red-bearded na- man that is myself, and my name is Rusty, and I work there, and I will cook you some wonderful burgers. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> We can we can keep going because there's stuff I still kind of want to ask you, but yeah. we don't have to go that long. We don't have to go for another hour. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, because has it been an hour now? Yeah, it's been over an hour. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so time flies when you're having fun. I'm glad you're having fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
one of the things I did want to talk to you about that uh, I guess is less heavy or less serious than what we were just talking about is like skateboarding and how yeah. we kind of talked about we were like the same type of skateboarders. Yeah. Yep. You know, like just going at it. Into street skating and going fast and yep. <laughs> skate fast, eat ass. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. Oh, it's fun too because like yesterday. I, I went to bomb that one time and then just totally yeah. ate shit and fell and I was like, oh, that hurt. But, like, for some reason, it's just, like, part of what you love about skateboarding. It's yeah. like, you know, who who would, like, some people say that, what is it, uh, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is insanity. Yeah. But it's like, I think there's something really admirable in skateboarding and I always have in that, like, it's an independent sport. It's not this mainstream thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have a coach. You don't, you don't have somebody yeah. pus- pushing you to do it. Yeah. And, like you suffer all these pains and hardships and then like triumphs and, and it's like all self motivated. Yeah. You're doing it and on it's your just own. like something you love. And like I fell and I was like, that sucked. And for a second I was like, now I know I don't do this that much anymore. And like, I got up and it hurt a little bit and then I just got this urge to like, no, I need to land this trick. Yeah, and I was like, like, no, no, I, I know do I do this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember this feeling. Yeah, you saw how hard I was eating it, too. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? And, yeah. like, part of that comes, and I mentioned it, like, 20, 30 minutes ago, maybe, about how I always thought I was going to die young, so I was just going to go fuck it. Yeah. So I'm still learning how to not have that mentality while I skate. That's why I don't mind eating it so hard sometimes. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just like, yeah, who gives a shit, man? I'm going to fucking go fast. Like, if I fall, I fall, but if I make it, it'll be cool, man. Like, yeah. It'll be sick. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I think that's. I think it's really funny because most of the people that I meet who skate don't have that same, or like when they were younger anyway, didn't have that same kind of mentality of like um, doing gnarly shit, you know? Yeah. Because I even remember um, Matt. We were driving. Max was like, "Oh, look at that cool sk- skate spot," and we saw it as like a gap to bank, but he just saw the bank. <laughs> just the bank. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is funny, man. And I've talked about that with a lot of people. It's like funny how skateboarding just changed your perspective on the world. Like yeah. Everything's a pro- playground, and yeah, the world's your playground. It's pretty cool. And I think again, and I'm gonna try and um, be a cool host and talk about what you just said before I said that other thing. But yeah, the, it's like skateboarding does this thing where it like like activates the the like creative parts of you. Yeah. Because you can sure. see you can you see the world differently than literally everybody else. Yeah. And then what you were talking about—that self motivation, that self determination—like it kind of gives you a thicker skin when you do things on your own. And what I wanted to lead that into is ask, like, do you have like, or do you ever meet or? have you ever met like friends in the past who are like they see you work hard at one thing and they just don't understand how you do it but like yeah absolutely. <laughs> like, why the fuck are you working so hard right now and it's like i think that is a part of it it's like you know the same mentality is like why am i gonna skate this fast on a trick that i don't know yeah. if i could land and it's like because if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna make it worth doing you know yeah like, if I'm going to work, like, if I, if I don't give a shit if it's washing dishes or cooking a burger, like, I'm going to try and make this an art. I'm going to make yeah. this, make myself feel passion in this and, like, and just put love and fucking everything I have into yeah. it and, and just, like, feel good about it. That's, and, yeah, skateboarding definitely was, like, the first thing that taught me that, too. Yeah, and the best like, part about it is, like, what you're saying. There's no, you don't, you're not on a, you don't have a coach. And even when you have a skate crew... Those guys aren't holding you accountable for your tricks because they want to get their tricks. Yeah, know? yeah. Which yeah. is like kind of the coolest thing. Like you support each other, but it's also a very independent thing. 
Yeah. It's like, I don't think I'd be doing this podcast right now if it wasn't for like that kind of, I'm going to keep doing this thing over and over again. Even when it goes wrong, let me try again. Yeah. You know, that perseverance for sure. I can relate to that. Like, man, I played all different types of school sports growing up. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know, I was I was always a good athlete, but I was like a skate punk, and like I wasn't yeah. a jock, but I was accepted because I was good at sports, and I played with all of them. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I'd like see kids, you know, they wouldn't want to go to practice, and and I wouldn't want to go to practice either. I'd be yeah. like, this is this is bullshit. But with skateboarding, I was like, I need to get better, you know. Every day, like yeah. I'd be in fucking school drawing fucking half pipes and stairs, yeah. and just like thinking about skating all day. And, like, as soon as I get out, I'm going to go to the spot and do this over and over. And, like, you know, I know I'm not going to land it for probably, like, fucking two months, but I'm, I'm going to yeah. do it eventually. Right. And uh, it, it definitely has, like, helped, like, not a, a big part of it is my family. Like, my mom's such a hard worker, my dad, my brothers. And, like, it instilled that work ethic in me, like, just mm-hmm. seeing someone, like, just, like, you know, this is, we have a goal in mind, this is how you do it. You fucking yeah. just go balls to the wall until you do what you got to do. And like that definitely transferred into skateboarding. But what skateboarding did was like make me, um, okay with like choosing something different than what everyone else is doing and like being mm-hmm. passionate about it. Yeah. Like, and like you said, like, you know, I'll be at work like fucking going ape shit on some dishes or something. People yeah. are like, dude, why you take a break? And I'm like, no, man, I'm going to clean this fucking kitchen yeah. until it's clean. Apparently. Like, yeah. I get the same thing when I used to work. Um, other jobs like that, like, I used to work at Barnes & Noble, and, like, even my last job where I would, like, write write about fucking video games all day, everyone would be like, don't you want to go on lunch? And I was like, no, I want to get shit done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'll eat while I'm working. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, I'll take a later lunch. Yeah. And, or, like, I'll, I'll take a break when I feel like I need a break. Yeah. I, what I used to do is, like, even, cause, since it's, like, a typing job, I would just take my laptop outside so I could smoke and work. Be yep, the yeah, most yeah, efficient, totally. you know what I mean? Like, I do that too. Like at work, I'll, I'll have to like, you know, if I go out for a smoke break, I'm like, let me take all the recycling and all the all cardboard the tra- yeah. and all the trash and do everything, all the outside shit. Yeah. And people are like, you don't, why don't you take actual breaks? And it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm in fucking work mode right now. Yeah. Like, that's it. So. There's, um, I guess before we, we start winding down, um, there's something about that that I, I think jeff rowley said and there's like this video of him now um talking about getting tricks and he says something i'll never forget it because i said it to one of my bosses when she needed to get to know me she was like a new hire but he said something like um the way i look at my skateboarding is efficiency if i need to get something done i'll get it done and there's nothing that's been like like truer than that when it comes to skateboarding yeah and then translating like the work you put into skating to everything else it's just like that still stays yeah So, like, I just think that's pretty... I, I thought that was a cool thing to say. It is, right. Yeah. 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 That's um, cool. I think it's always cool to, uh, to to use quotes that really inspire you, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's a cool thing. So many things do, like, especially by someone like Jeff Rowley. Like, yeah. He's, a, <laughs> yeah. he's such a gnarly dude. Yeah. And, like, he is, like... He's, like, that person, like, that I idolized, like, for that. Like, man, this dude yeah. slams so hard and just, like, be like... Oh, I fucking love it, and get up yeah, and do it again. Yeah. You know? I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Sick. I'm so glad I got to mention Jeff Rowley on my podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. naturally, too. Props to Jeff Rowley, for sure. 
Um, the way I usually... Okay, so the way I like ending these things, I, I already... You already asked me a couple of questions. Yeah. Um, that's cool. You don't have to ask me another one unless one popped on your head right now. Yes, no. Yeah. You got one or no? No. I was, right. was going to be an a idiot and be like, who's your favorite porn star? But... Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I don't... Um, but, uh... The, after that, I like ending with, um, is there anything you want to say to the people listening? Um, the people listening. Yeah, they probably don't know you. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's cool. Man, know? if I just had to say anything random that was, like, cool, then I think it's cool. It's just, you know, like, some something that we went over in this podcast. It's like, you know, when, when you come to a point in your life where you, like, find a goal and know what you want to do and know who you want to be. You know, you're always going to face trials and tribulations and hardships. Everybody does. And like, just don't ever give up. Like if you know, you love doing something, absolutely love it. Even though, even the shitty parts of it, learn to love that because it makes you human and, and just persevere through like all the crappy shit and be who you want to be and do what you want to do. That's it. Sick dude. Uh, I would say, do you want to end on a high five? But my palms kind of hurt. So yeah, absolutely. Let's. I'll do still a, try it anyway. Let's do a uh, a pound. I don't yeah. think the man can hear it here. We'll do a pound sign. That was. <laughs> we just pounded it out. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Good talking to you. And that was the episode. Thank you so much to Rusty for hanging out with me. Really, for hanging out with me and Max. It meant, it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun to hang out with you and get to know you and skate with you. I'm glad you did the podcast. You didn't have to, but I'm glad you did. And uh, I feel like we're close. And I can't wait until uh, we get to get back there sometime. And we can all hang out and skate again. It's a lot of fun. It's a, It was a lot of fun. And it's going to be even more fun in the future. And I am so pumped for the future. As I always am. I also want to thank everybody who's listened, listened to this episode, past episodes, everybody who listens to the, to every episode, or just people who listen. I want to thank specifically, all right, I want to thank specifically people who listen, because sometimes I get into conversations with people and they just don't listen. They're just waiting to prove themselves to me that they're better than me, and I don't like that. But right now, I'm going to use this platform to thank people who just listen, in general, so thanks to you guys. Uh, if you want to, you know, make me happy and make me not, you know, sad, you can give me a five-star iTunes review. And I'm doing this cool thing. It's a sweepstakes, guys. It's a cool sweepstakes. I'm doing this new thing. If you leave me a five-star review that says something like, oh, man, Paul Massbad is just the most handsome podcast guy ever, we can go get a coffee together. Yeah, that's right. If I find a good iTunes review, I'm going to be like, man, whoever you are, I'm going to get a coffee with you. I'm going to get a coffee with you, man, and it's going to be so much fun. Although there are a couple ground rules. We don't talk to each other. No looking at each other, and we can't sit at the same table. But you can say you got to have coffee with me in the same establishment, and isn't that fun? Isn't that a great thing you can add on your resume? I know I'd put it on my resume if I wasn't me. But anyway, if you want to keep up with the podcast... On the social media, you can do so on Instagram at Dear Stranger and Friend or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dear Stranger and Friend. And if you want to read more about this episode, last week's episode, you can do so 
at DearStrangerAndFriend.com. And isn't that great sometimes when you get to just go type in a website and read about someone's life without having any involvement in it? And I'm letting you guys do that. So why don't you do it? Because it's a fun read. I bet you, you will love it. I bet you, you will absolutely love it. Because I, I definitely do. If you want to keep up with me personally, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter at NotPaulMassBad. That's M-A-S-B-A-D. Yes, yes. That is really me. Now, I was going to say something about wrestling right now. I was going to say something about something really cool about wrestling. Like I always do, because I'm so cool. And I'm still cool. That sounded like I was saying, saying it sarcastically, but I'm just disappointed in wrestling these past few days, so I can't really make a reference to it. So hopefully, until next time, when I'm not disappointed with wrestling anymore, and have the joy of my life turned back on, and the light in my stomach is burning bright, I've been Paul Masbat. And next week on Dear Stranger and Friend. And I learned, luckily, like early on, in, and it's so weird to say it, but like when you start when you're 30 years old. Yeah. You know, all my buddies started when they were 15. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And when you're a kid, you don't, you don't think that way. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're just a kid. You fucking rock out and you don't give a fuck. Yeah. This week's episode of Dear Stranger and Friend would not be possible without the help from our executive tattoo getter, Max Joel. Intro music provided by the band DA Dad. You can find more of their music at dadad.bandcamp.com. Outro music provided by the band Easy Tigress, and you can find more of his music at easytigress.bandcamp.com.